Hola, hola. Welcome to the Bruja Broadcast. This is Dion. And Sasha. Join us today as we serve up some Brujeria Latina with a side of astrology and herbology bundled with some stories and sass. Hola, hola. So we're back this week uh, to talk about the element Earth. This is our fourth and a fifth series yes. of the elements. We started with the east, and this is obviously Earth, which is going to be for the north. And it's important to note that many people start with north instead of with east, depending on their practice. And so mm -hmm. usually people will go between either north or east and for start points. But in the end, right, because we start and we finish in north, it doesn't matter if you started it or if you finished it. In our case, we're finishing it, right? Right. Because you go back to Earth, right? When we stop being humans and go back to anatomical particles we yes. go back to the earth so that's perfectly fine um and i think that's one of the first associations right the earth is earth is everything that grows everything that is material everything that is like that we actually are mm -hmm. it's going to be being grounded is like a major uh idea when speaking about the earth right and being grounded but also connected to your roots because oh, yeah. the earth connects with uh, the ancestors are represented within earth and so i think it's because you're connected to your history you're connected to your roots to your lineage through earth so i think that's something important do you want to talk about the signs or you want me to do it i've got it uh, so it's going to be for earth it's taurus virgo mm -hmm. capricorn yeah yeah we've been we good job i'm trying i'm sorry no because earth is a little bit more serious a little more focused right no organization right well, yeah it's also the accumulation so because you want to accumulate you want to grow you want to organize and you want to sustain right okay. through earth and so that's everything it does the colors are obviously those earth tones so all the greens and the browns mm -hmm. maybe the colors associated to it and it is a feminine energy because it is um life-giving and it sustains. I think it's more because of the sustain, the sustenance, right? Right. Because it gives us crops, it gives us nourishment, food, it gives yeah. us everything. So it's nourishment, it's sustaining, and that's where it comes from. Like when we talked about water, it's like the womb and that first place of birth, and then actually staying alive is because of the earth. Right. Yeah. Come on. Um. So for planets, I have both Venus and Saturn. Mm-hmm. And then uh, for the time of day is going to be midnight for Earth. And then tarot is coins or pentacles, and let's see. The oh, season uh, is winter, winter? Mm -hmm. which I think is strange. Yeah, I guess. Why do you think it's you know? Because it's not the time of it, when you think of like crops and growing and all that. Like winter is like not. <laughs> well, I think it's like the stillness because um, I usually associate the North and Earth with silence. Mm -hmm. It's like in between the womb and birth. Okay. Is, or if that, I don't know if that makes sense. Sure, when you're in the, in the channel. Yes, like the, it's, I don't know, it's the, pl I, 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 when you're yeah. in the channel, it's when <laughs> you're in, in, and it's also the hard work part, right? Because right. it's the birthing process, and the birthing process is the actual straining and contraction of the muscles to go and change. Yes. And then you start with air, which is when you take that first, ah! so that makes total sense. In that yeah. Yeah. I admittedly uh, do not spend a lot of time working in the north, and I mm -hmm. should because I am I'm all about like new beginnings, Gemini, blah, blah, blah. And, <laughs> and so for me, I I'm hoping to get a little bit like just kind of more information and what I can do personally for my correspondences in this discussion because 
I definitely am someone who could benefit from more grounding. Yeah, we can definitely talk about grounding. But I think that one of the important things for Earth is learning patience and learning how to go inwards. And I guess that does relate to the um, to winter in that sense, because when you're going when winter, you're going inwards, right? You're oh, going yeah. Towards the darkness, you're going towards like being able to sustain yourself and everything you did throughout the other seasons was to be able to sustain yourself during that period, right? Right. But it's all about constancy and, and, and perseverance and hard work. And it's like that constant, you know, doing, 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 doing. Right. So that eventually, and sort of like the compound effect, right? Because you start and it doesn't seem like it's doing anything and you have to continue and you have to have faith that it's actually working. And then one day it's suddenly like all there and it's like it, it multiplied and you have more than what you needed. I think that um, when we talk about the physical body, which is obviously representation of Earth and the North, it's the it's the point in our reality. It's like what makes us be actual beings. Right. And not just a spiritual or not, not just an experience, but it's also like what it's allowing us to physically be anchored into this world. Right. The meat suit, some people claim. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Or it, like in tarot and dealing with um, when we're talking about the pentacles or coins it's usually referring to something tangible like something made of materials of the earth or that idea yeah and it, and and also in tarot when you're looking at the pentacles you're always looking at it being like something more a little slow moving like i'm just thinking of the knights for example mm -hmm. when you look at the knight of pentacles he's the only one that actually has like a foot on the ground and all the other ones are like flying off or like they're you know or, or galloping or whatever mm -hmm. and he's just like Oh, I'm about to get started. It's always a little bit slower. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think that um, feeding into Earth to be able to be looking for something that will have long-term results is really important. Okay. So I would work with Earth um, whenever we're working. Let me, just before we get into that, do you want to talk about um, instruments I have that it's all about the percussion? So the, the drums and the percussion, they're making them like out of, you know, stretched out skin yeah. on top of drums, on top of um, wood. Mm -hmm. So it's all earth. And then the animals, I have um, all the big ones, you know, the grass eaters, you know, the the buffalo and the cows and the, and the horses. Yeah, I've got bison, wolf, ant, horse, bull. Mm -hmm. um, but I also have like the things that kind of hang in the ground. So moles. Gophers. I have worms. Yeah, I've got worms as well. Ants, things that burrow. Yeah. Also, like, um, oh, my God, my mom calls me that, topita. Um, <laughs> a mole. Yeah. My mom calls me topita because when I was a baby, I would bury underneath the, 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 the sheets. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Yay. Perfect so that's my for winter. Nickname. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So now going into rituals. I think that it's really important that with rituals, with earth rituals, um, that we do anything that allows us for to have safety, security, material gains, mm -hmm. constitutional health, like so physical health, concentration, stability, heritage, and also like inheritance and stuff like that. Okay. Okay. I should what be spending you? full time in the North. <laughs> She's like, oh, that's all the <laughs> yeah. stuff I need in my life. Why am I doing all the air? <laughs> Do you have any rituals that you want to share or any ideas about that? Going back to um, something that we did in our own Witches of Vancouver group, the the manifestation box. 
Mm -hmm. So for me, for that manifestation box, I'm currently in the market for buying a home. And that is kind of what that box was represented. And so I like carved in a, I used a wooden box, carved in a picture of a home on the top. And it's something that I buried into the earth, you know, in hopes for prosperity. So for me, I know I tend to be a a burner of spells like that. (laughs) I tend to go to fire, but I do know that when I'm trying to make something stay, it needs to be put in the ground. Yeah. And um, something important there about burying if you want something to come in, you're going to bury it in the front. And if you want to something to remain, you're going to bury it in the back. Okay. okay. That's great. Yeah. So that's something really important. If it's not your own property and you can't um, bury it like directly into the ground, you can bury it into a plant. Mm-hmm. And then that's fine as well. And one of the things that I've noticed, obviously, like when we're talking about like prosperity, homes, keeping things, having stability, there's quite a few um, rituals that we do that help with that. For example, you bury um, nails, cr- yeah. um, railroad nails on mm-hmm. each corner of the property to make sure that the property stays in your family lineage, right? Yes. Or you basically circle around the house, right, with um, cascarilla, which is egg powder, right? And then you you don't use salt because the salt can change the pH of the, of the land, of the earth and stuff like that. So cascarilla is fine because it actually has calcium and nutrients. So it makes, it, it's actually enriching, right? Mm-hmm. Um, another thing is plants and just sembrando a, my God, planting, planting plants or trees and choosing a tree that represents what you want to do. That's super magical. Very cool. Yeah. So just depending on looking for the association, what do you want? You want to have a happy family. You're going to do, you know, you're going to plant. I just want to say sembrar. <laughs> you want to plant something that um, brings like it's a little bit more wistful and like even the cherry blossoms that are up right now right mm-hmm. that just look like happiness and like cute if you want something that's like a healthy place you might do like something like a rosemary or a lavender that are going to bring in that health issue um, if you want something that is like stable and you want your lineage to grow you're going to do something like bigger and sturdier like oaks and stuff like that yeah oak yeah. cedar got all those on my later list yeah <laughs> so I think that's that's a type of magic that people don't even think of and mm-hmm. that really is magic in itself. Absolutely. And then whenever we're going to do something for prosperity, for money, for work, for stability, for lineage, um, the best thing is to do it out in the earth or to be able to bring in a little bit of earth and use it in your own um, ritual wherever you're working. Okay. Um, I think it's also really important for people like us that we're not at home, like no, we're not in our ancestral home right to have earth in our homes from our ancestral land i agree yeah so i think that that's really important we should have it on our altars we should give it a space just in a bottle or just a plate or whatever i have like a plate of sand (laughs) i want it's a plate of puerto rican sand you know and so um i think it's really important because it just brings that element it's not it's not even nostalgia it's like this element is in the home and it's reminding you of you know what your connection is yeah Yeah. definitely definitely to feel that connection to the earth that you're from is very powerful yeah and then um lots of spells that use earth like you said we use it for burying or we use it for um bringing things in one of the things that um you have to look at is the relationship to what a to what you're doing right so earth with um air for example it just creates like a sandstorm it just kind of like blows in the up and all over the place and it's like what until it settles but it doesn't 
like so how can you work with that it, it works better obviously with water too much water you're going to make a mud pie too little water it's going to cake get caked and dry mm -hmm. so you want to do what is you know the the good level so that it's actually fertile and it works with it right right fire needs the earth to be on top of it but earth can turn it off because you just pour sand or earth on top of a fire you're kicking your you know you're, you're turning it off right so fire can't have too much earth but earth can have fire on top of it although fire can scorch it if it's not protected right yeah yeah so i think that's important to look at something else that just came to mind we have um you know depending on the type of magic you're doing you may have graveyard dirt and then so obviously you're bringing in dirt from us you're bringing in earth from a specific place that has this meaning so that's for something that's a little bit more um spiritual i guess specific specific yeah <laughs> and, uh, depending as well because you can go and just get like graveyard dirt in general or you can go to somebody's tomb and get dirt right directly from their place so it just depends on what you're working on yeah but that is something that i probably when you're doing ritual like like candle rituals and stuff like that it's probably where i see earth the most and then like the other thing just burying the the the, the spell burying the ritual afterwards burying it in the front or in the back or if it's something you want to happen taking it to a certain point that's a convergence point like a crossroad crossroad of course mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so if you want it to happen but you don't know how it's going to happen like if you're looking for a job then and you don't know what you know where this opportunity is going to come from you take it to a crossroad right and you leave it at the crossroad and the opportunity will come and take it to where it needs to go and that opportunity will come back to you but if it's just like in general like oh i want prosperity for my home or i want safety for my home then you're just going to do it in the front of the house right you might bury a sigil in a vase in front of your house for protection right so even in catholicism um we do the burying the statues mm -hmm. to <laughs> to protect so that's all that's all from witchy business yeah there's um since you were speaking of um getting a house there's a who is it is it sung is it sung there's a saint that you use oh yeah and, and you put him on his head until you get what you want <laughs> yes, I know what you're talking about. I don't know which specific one I, it is. I, there's a song. Chayanne has a song that is like, Tengo San Antonio puesto de cabeza. So I have San Antonio on his head. Yeah. That's a love one. So I don't think San Antonio is the one. Because it's like, uh, until San Antonio gives me the girlfriend I want, right? Mm -hmm. But I think that for Saint, I, I think for homes, for buying a home, it's Saint, Saint Judeo. I'm not sure. Judeo de Tala. We'll have to look it up. Definitely. But there's a saint, and then you put him, and you, you know, devotional, and then if it's taking too long because the market gets crap, then you put him on his head and make him <laughs> The whole issue of punishing the saints is so Catholic. I know. It's very weird. It was, I mean, uh, they punish everybody, right? So right. Why yeah. Not punish the, the well, yeah. <laughs> it's everyone. It's everyone. Nobody is safe. No. And speaking of which, you know, that we're recording this now, um, mid-April, when the Jupiter-Neptune conjunction just happened. Jupiter in fire and water, and um, Neptune is watery, but they both help for getting, manifesting, manifesting things and getting new things. So it could be an Earth thing, so it's really good for manifestation for, like, money and stuff like that. This runs through mid-May, so by the time you guys hear it, you can still 
fairy stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> you can still do a ritual for manifestation of like money and things like that. I think that money rituals are one that really use a lot of earth elements in them because you bring in like gold, right. earth, um, diamonds. You bring in things that are coming out of the earth. Oh, that's something we can like the minerals. It would be all the minerals that are coming from underneath the ground, right? Right. Yeah. So for stones, now while I do have notes like where some stones are specifically connected to the earth, I mean, it's mm -hmm. hard to say that some are, I mean, it's hard to say that all stones, even if they are light blue, don't ha I mean, they're still connected to the earth. Right. Yeah. But the small list that I do have is just going to be, I think they're just going to be a little bit darker. So emerald, amethyst, jet, tourmaline, granite, jasper, onyx, tiger's eye. I guess just yeah, just a little bit more of the darker ones, but I would guess any stone would belong. Yeah, because to you earth. went through the whole list of colors there. Didn't really have a specificness there. You oh. look at them. Yeah, you had red, you had blue, you had purple, you oh, had yeah. green, brown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. You had onyx and black. You had all the colors. Yeah, slate, so lead. I think the emerald, the green. Yeah. So I think yeah. it is what you're saying that it's just that rich, dark. Yeah. Um, tones in it. Yeah. Okay, so I think that for me, I do use um earth a lot in the sense that I do bury a lot. I'm like the dogs. <laughs> I have to start marking where I buried stuff. It's like a little minefield out there. <laughs> where the heck did I put that? And you, you dig and suddenly, oops, I already put something here. Wait, yes. I need to move inside. <laughs> so I do bury a lot of things. Um, and, and I attribute that to you know, having stability because right. I, I'm all over the place. You know how my agenda is. You know that I do five or six different things and yes. I have opportunities, you know, show up all the time. Constantly. But I'm stable. Like I can, you know, I can produce the same amount consistently throughout, you know, every month without a... Yes, I am very jealous of this and your ability <laughs> to be stable. <laughs> well, it's all the stuff that I have buried in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> so let's um, thank Earth Element yes. for that. So I think it's that because I really don't have that much earth in my chart. One thing that I want to work on a little bit more, especially now that we are away from our home country, is having that cultural lineage. Mm -hmm. And I think it happens and I think it happens a lot. And I haven't gotten into this, but I think it happens a lot with people that study genealogy and that they get into the whole DNA and ancestry and 23andMe and all that crap. Uh -huh. I, I think that that is a gateway, I guess, into earth magic. Okay. If you wanted to look at it that way. Yeah. Because when you start at the beginning, it's just a, an idea and you're just looking for information like on the internet or whatever, right? But eventually you start looking for tangibles. You start looking for records. You start looking for pictures. You start looking for history. You start looking for accounts. And those are all expressions of earth. Right. And then most people, it bubbles up inside them and they want to go there and they want to know more about that history. They want to, you know, feel it. And so it becomes a very earth element sort yeah. of um, experience that's a very interesting way to think about that yeah yeah so i think and i i haven't got into that because i think it's going to be a huge rabbit hole <laughs> and i am happy with my mentality that i'm just a third african <laughs> and a third um, spaniard and a third taino indian and I'm, I'm just happy with that mentality it's like i don't need to complicate myself <laughs> i know it's not probably not 100 percent true like last night, my kids were saying, um, I don't know, something about Irish. Something Irish came up. And I'm like, well, yeah, you know, in Puerto Rico, there were a lot of Irish people, too, especially in this section. And then I'm like, your grandma, your great-grandma, in their case, my grandma, 
she was from this town where like everybody is like redhead and blue-eyed because they had a lot of irish and welsh descendancy mm-hmm. and that's why she was a redhead and so forth and they're like oh really and then they're like how about grandpa and i'm like no he got brown hair <laughs> <laughs> but it came it comes up and so i'm i'm afraid to open up that whole dna stuff because i figure it's just gonna be like you know too like in the end, it's probably going to be sort of what I think, you know, 17, 20% Taino Indian, which is the highest registry of um, um, people in my country for native um, indigenous. Mm-hmm. Um, and about 30, 40%, you know, from different countries from Africa, uh, especially like West Africa and Nigeria. And then another X percent from like Europe and, um, you know, the Iberical area right mm-hmm. but we have to remember that in all that colonization period the people that were coming across you know if you were rich and happy and fabulous and you know being roast every day you weren't gonna you know try to go three weeks on a ship you know get sick or die at sea or get all that um then just figure it out over there and fight with people and you know get new illnesses and get right. stabbed or poisoned right. or whatever so the people that came over were the people that weren't doing that well in the colo- you know in the whatever imperial system right back in Europe and those were usually people that were m- mestizos mixed people or people that were you know bastards or people that were on the lower rungs or people the indentured people that had finished right. their contracts and so obviously that that's what actually you know traveled over with the colonizers and worked on colonization and it's obviously been whitewashed and everybody's like oh you know some it's European, and everybody thinks that you know, fifty <laughs> second to the to the throne or something like that. <laughs> Not really, but yeah, I haven't gone. Basically, I haven't gone that in that rabbit hole because I'm just like I know it's gonna be too, like, and I've got too much shit on my plate already. So I'm like, just, yeah, just I did. I did a little bit, and because we're from Central America, Mexico. I was excited to that like I did ancestry. They don't have a lot for indigenous type blood. They're not going to be able to like tell you a tribe necessarily because they just don't have they they don't have that information. But I um, this past Dia de los Muertos, I was down in Arizona and I asked my nana about it. Just like hey, I found some of this on ancestry.com and I was able to look with her, and right out of her mouth, my great grandfather from from my grandfather so yeah my great-grandfather on my grandfather's side he was bought and sold she's like this is all incomplete this man because she's like this isn't his family he was purchased and I was like ah so that was kind of a weird thing to figure out and now it's just kind of a little bit more up in the air than what I thought but yeah it's it's a little wild with the colonization yeah colonization sucks (laughs) (laughs) No true words. <laughs> yeah. You know, the world we live in, it, it's really hard for this, like, Earth connection. Yeah. Because the world we live in is more interconnected each time. I agree. And it's more interdependent each time as well. And so when you look, like, even in our witch community, we have lots of people that the dream is to go off to the woods and be, you know, self-sufficient, right? <laughs> right. And this is the dream, right? Let's go off into the woods and have a little cottage and be a witch a forest witch and don't have anybody bother me right right i would say 80 percent of witches want that (laughs) right (laughs) the truth is that that is harder and harder to achieve in this world with the excess of 
population that exists with the interconnectedness with the technology with um the way that i mean borders are bullshit borders are just you know imaginary lines right right so it's it's really i think that that's a dream that is further and further away each time based on the reality of earth as globe in its political economical sense right right? and so but we need to take over a whole state i understand Got it. Yeah. And then and then segment it and solid it up. And then like yes. your forest section is R16A. Yeah. But I also think that it's more and more important for people to be able to know where they belong. Right. Right? Yeah. So yes, you need to create some of your own um you need to create some of your own tribe and right. relationships. But I think that there is nothing that feeds you more than being in a place that you know that the land is actually blessing you, receiving you, holding you. Yeah. And I think that that happens naturally with the places where your blood is there. Like, there is this theory that people were born where they were supposed to be born, right? Right. And obviously, we're not keeping to that because we move, we emigrate, we migrate, and many people don't fulfill their destiny until they move right right and so but then there's always this need añoranza i don't know how to desire um, like like, yeah it's like a nostalgic desire yeah like a pull to to something a pull yeah to go back Mm -hmm. and so i think that's something that's really necessary for us to embrace yeah and to because I think most people just keep it as, oh, that's a bucket list or that's a wish or all golden, you know. But I think that if we embrace it and we find a way to be true to our earth roots yeah, in our daily lives, no matter how interconnected we are, no matter if we're here or if we're Mars in 30 years, then oh, God. there'll be, you know, yeah, something that will allow you to be stronger because you are connecting with those roots. Beautiful. And I think that's one of the reasons that it's important to continue language, heritage, practices, foods of your country. Absolutely. That's something I do on a regular basis. That's drawing earth in for me and my son big time. Yeah. I think it's, it's necessary. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there are specific plants and plant life that it's going to be more related to the element of earth, which course all plant lives are earth but the ones with especially the bigger roots are you're gonna see definitely make this list and then just like the really stronger bulkier trees but starting at the top we've got barley beets buckwheat corn cotton and then cypress oak cedar honeysuckles and um the earth fumatory ivy ivy makes a lot of sense to me ivy primrose sage grains patchouli mugwort oats oleander comfrey moss alfalfa rice potatoes turnip rye and vervain okay we ready for astrology so ready and you told me it's from the 24th right you told me yes from the 24th to the (laughs) so the 24th through the 7th so the 24th of april through the 7th of may we will be on um, the 24th of uh, April. We're already starting the Taurus season. It starts on the 20 on the 19th. So we'll just be warming up, you know, getting into that Taurus season, which everything's a little bit slower, not so pushy, 
and not so aggressive as you know the prior month that day in particular we're going to have the mercury is going to be squaring saturn um so communication can be a little conflictive and mercury is going to be sextiling neptune sextiles is a little bit of a lower register but it's still good and so mercury sextiling neptune is sort of like fantasy daydream okay. so it's kind of like you're fantasizing and daydreaming and you want things to you imagine things in your head the way that you're going to say them or what you think you're saying but it's going to be conflicting with saturn so it doesn't necessarily come across the way that you wanted it to come across okay okay then on the 26th, we have Mercury sextiling Jupiter. This is also about communicating about expansion plans, business, things like that. On the 27th, oh, okay, so Vesta, Saturn, Lunar Nodes. This is These are my notes, literally, Vesta, Saturn, Lunar Nodes. It doesn't say anything else. Um, <laughs> but the Lunar Nodes um, are probably gearing up in the, on the week before, which if you listen to our past podcast, you'll have listened to how the Lunar Nodes squared off against Saturn. These are all movements that the lunar nodes are making as they get ready to basically go into action during the eclipse season, which starts oh. at the end of April. Okay. okay. Um, and so Vesta and Saturn lunar nodes, basically what it's telling us, they're aligning together and the lunar nodes are kind of like being felt in your home. So if you're resisting your north node, it might be a little conflictive in the home. If you're not resisting it and you are actually aligning yourself towards your north node, then you'll feel a little bit more charged and purposeful. Okay? Okay. Um, so that's what we have there. And then 28th fabulous day for sex. Um, Venus is conjuncted with Neptune, both of them in Pisces. This happens once a year. It's a really romantic day. It can be, you know, creativity i mean if you don't want sex it could just be a really fantastic creative fabulous you know beautiful decor and stuff kind of day um it's a really good day to um recharge in water because of that neptune watery aspect to it and since they're both in pisces which is a water sign right it's a really good day to you know go take a skinny dip with your partner or just take a really nice luxurious bubble bath with you know the candles and all that that's like a fabulous day for that okay and Mercury is trining Neptune. So Neptune is all about the daydream. It's all about the fantasy. So you'll be able to communicate about your fantasy and get it oh. done too. Yeah. So that's what's going on the 20th. It's a nice day for that. 29th and 30th, they're pretty packed. 29th, basically in April, we didn't have any retrogrades until the 29th. There are retrograde for Pluto starts and that retrograde will be running through. Let me check my notes. Sorry. Give me a break. Um, April 29th through October 28th. So six months, basically. And this is a good time for regeneration, looking for changes that support your overall goals. Okay? And so that's what we have with Pluto. Pluto's slow and it's far away. So and some people don't even consider it a planet anymore. Um, so the impact is not as strongly felt as you might feel it with the inner planets so mercury venus mars mm -hmm. um or even the social planets which are jupiter and saturn you know you feel it even more you know, like further away because it's what they call the um outer planets okay? okay so the energy but so the energy is not like a bam like it hits you suddenly like oh it's this day and suddenly you're gonna feel it mm -hmm. rather that it starts to slowly like seep through this whole need for transformation regeneration and it has you know until october 28th to do so so it's going to be just like building up kind of thing crescendo kind of thing yeah then 
This is further supported by the 30th when we start eclipse season, okay? Our eclipse season is starting on the 30th when we have the new moon in Taros. This is a solar eclipse. Um, and basically, it's a good time to plant your dreams, to unblock your energies, to get energy work done, to, you know, una barrida, anything yeah. like that would be very um, appropriate during this time. Um, Venus is also going to be conjunct Jupiter in Pisces, both of them during that, which allows for you to have really positive feelings towards your relationships, towards what you're establishing. And it's just a really good, and it also brings in new opportunities. So this eclipse, and since it's an eclipse, the eclipses um, tend to be portals of transformation. So it's a really good time to do manifestation work. And since it's a new moon, which is growing, it's going to grow in automatically. And it's going to be in Taurus, which is an earth sign that is all about like boosting and like kind of like rooting, right? Okay. So it's really good um, day for manifestation of goals, earthly goals, like we were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> So it goes with well with our podcast, okay? On the first, we have um, we have Belton, which you know for our wishy community is a day of celebration. Um, we have um, Venus trining Pluto, which could be a little bit of um, more of a kink day if you want to look at it that way, because Pluto is a little bit darker, a little obsessive. If not a kink day, it could be a day that you find yourself being a little stalkerish. Huh. But so yeah, one of those two, yeah, <laughs> one way or the other, <laughs> it's still a little dark. <laughs> um, then Venus goes into Arius on the second and it's like, no, wait, everything I thought I wanted, I don't want it anymore. Just give me a little freedom. Huh. And, and then so just one day of obsession, not so bad. Then on or aggressiveness, right, because Arius is a little aggressive. Then on Jupiter, on the third, Jupiter goes is sextiling Pluto. And that is finding hitting on, uh, hidden opportunities, um, especially through the opportunity to meet somebody that's powerful because mm -hmm. Pluto is wealth and money and hidden in contacts and Jupiter is expansion. So this is a gay day to, you know, suck it up and go introduce yourself to somebody that potentially could move you forward or just, you know, bump you up in the in the line, you know? Cool. On Wednesday the 4th, we have Mars sextiling Uranus. There are ones in Pisces, ones in Taurus. This is, it's usually good energy, but since it's water and, and earth and they're, you know, remember what I said, it could be muddy, you know? Mm -hmm. So basically it's hoping that there could be a little bit of conflict in communication in the sense of somebody, or not even communication because it's Mars, but like, like misconstrued actions or actions that you didn't think were going to happen like that and then you kind of like like we say in spanish metiste la pata right you thought it was going to work out one way and then you ended up like oops that was a big right. mess up so okay the thursday the sun is the fifth sun's conjunct uranus which allows for you allowing yourself to express yourself more freely and more authentically as who you are um, nothing going on in the six. That's always good. <laughs> I mean, when I say nothing, it's not nothing. The moon is doing a ton of shit, but I just don't even look at it because it moves so fast. And then a Saturday, the sun is sextiling Mars. Um, so that can lead to a little bit more of aggressiveness, like you might see violent acts or a little bit more of battle or war and stuff like that. So, you know, it, it kind of started off like really beautiful and then a little bit more aggressive towards the <laughs> yeah. end of the week. But that's what we have um, through those two weeks. Amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah. You're welcome. 
Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back with another episode the week after next. But in the meantime, you can email us at thebrewhousebroadcast at gmail.com. For me, Dion, you can find my artwork at lasprimasmaritas.com. Or for booking healing work, I'm at unusualhealing.com. Or sdlunacy on Instagram. Great. And for me, Sasha, you can find me on Facebook with Brujeria 101. And you can all find me on Instagram as Brujeria101S. Because <laughs> somebody had the 101. And I also have Brujeria101.com. And there we'll have like um, response buttons that you can push to Amazing. book like palm readings or nail charts and stuff like that. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much. 